You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose. The Flames have scored three unanswered goals and have battled back to take a 3-2 lead. The sea of red rises at Scotiabank Saddledome. On the official home of your Calgary Flames. The Flames win it! Yeah! Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Good morning. It's the big show. Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. Do you, do you want me to do the Jerry Howard thing? Sure. Yeah, do it. In the afterglow of a Flames win. Yes, sir. It's my bad, Jerry Howard. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, Flames continue to win. That's what they do. Uh, 3-0 on the season. And uh, thinking about this last night. Yeah. Uh, since I've been in Calgary, mm-hmm. I've never seen a Flames loss since I've officially moved to Calgary. Yeah, that's for sure correct. That I'm waiting to be paraded around the streets on the mm-hmm. shoulders of Flames fans yeah, you after want, the show. Yeah, you want a statue right beside Brad Trelevens for his great offseason? He might have something to do with it, but yeah. those are facts. Since I've moved to Calgary, the Flames have never lost a regular season game. Hmm. Well, you can't argue with <laughs> no statistics, statistics like that, George. That's yeah. a that's a trend that we can't ignore here. It's true. I'm surprised that more people aren't picking up on this. It's, frankly, it's absolutely true. I don't know why Flames, this isn't a national story. Yeah, they have not lost uh, since I moved to the beautiful city of Calgary. Uh, we got a busy show. Flames beat the Golden Knights three two last night after being down mm. two nothing. Mm. Dave Dickinson, Calgary Stampeders head coach, at seven o'clock. Sam Cosentino, sports and NHL columnist and draft expert. And an 8.30, Mike Shope. He's from our uh, he's from WGR 550 in Buffalo. Does the drive time show, Shope and the Bulldog. Uh, tee up the Sabres, who did the Flames a, a favor last night, beat the Oilers. Yes. Local Edmontonian Eric Comrie showing out yeah. against his, uh, who I would assume was probably his team that he cheered for growing up. Maybe not, because the Oilers weren't very good when he was a young lad, but yeah. nevertheless, a nice little uh, favor that the Sabres did the Flames. But also, perhaps a note of caution, these aren't the same Sabres that you've rolled over for the last decade. Yeah. These guys are a bit of a problem this year. Uh, the blue line's young. The blue line's exciting. Owen Powell, Rasmus Dahlin, Tage Thompson continues to be a, a force out there. Ever since Don Granado took over as head coach of the Sabres, They've been they've been tough to play against. They've and been not a mess. Are they going to play? Are they going to make the playoffs? Probably not. Mm. But they're just not the easy two points they used to be. And they did uh, the Flames a favor by beating the Oilers, I believe, last night too, the first time in NHL history two Edmonton natives squared off in goal against one another. Oh, wow! That was also a first last night. How weird is it that the Vegas Golden Knights have two Calgary-born goaltenders? Yeah. How weird is it the oh. Flames have faced two goalies with right-hand gloves in their first three games? Um, how some of the saves. Logan Thompson was making last night were absolutely un- like unreal. The save on Tyler Toffoli was just good lord. Even Toffoli's like, yeah, uh, I can't believe that didn't go in. Well, and then the same one on Cadre in the third period later. Yeah. It was incredible. He was incredible last night. And um, Flames dominated that game after being down two nothing. They just came in waves, and the Golden Knights had no answer for the Cadre Dubé and Majapani line. Absolutely no answer last night, and. This is the one thing I've really noticed about this team, especially when they've already played Edmonton and Colorado and now Vegas, teams that are very top-heavy with a lot of top-end talent. Their bottom six just can't skate with the bottom six of the Flames. Even that fourth line, when do you ever see a guy draw three penalties in a period what Richie did last night? He was great. You'll never see that. When do you ever see a dude draw three penalties in a period? And the wildest part is that For that to happen, he has to basically do it every single shift because he's not getting power play time. This is a guy who is going off for the power play, probably not even getting the bump up shift and then coming out on the ice and then drawing a penalty. He did it three times in that second period alone. And you look at the two goals that they score. It's a penalty drawn by Kevin Rooney, the interference penalty by William Carey in the neutral zone. And then it's uh, the trip by, I believe it was McNabb on Brett Ritchie as he tried to, which was maybe a little bit of a, a soft one of all the six in the period. Right. But in the end, that'll go both ways. Those 
calls come out in the wash and you got to make do with the chances that you're given. And that's exactly what the Flames were able to do. Um, we, we're giving away Flame Sabres tickets for tomorrow night. Just toss it's, the you tickets know, can out I, left, right, and center yeah, here. Shout hey? out to our promo department for just killing it, giving away all these tickets. Flea, flea, free Flames tickets. <laughs> flea, flea, flea. Free Flames tickets. Uh, but we're going to make you work for it today. Mm. Today's a tough one. Today's a hard one. It is a hard one. I uh, was racking e- my brain. And I was having some difficulty. We're even opening it up to the text line because generally we like to give tickets to people who call in because they have the effort of actually calling in. Yeah. But this one's so difficult. 960, 960 on the text line. You can't win the tickets unless you put your name and location, though. No. There's no way you cannot win the tickets. There's the rules. Unless you put your name and location. Well, no and, and we'll take some phone calls at 730. If you call in, you're more likely to win. Mm-hmm. But if there's a really good one on the text line, that could be the winner. We need a name for the Dubay Kadri Majapani line. Feels like they're not going to get split up. I feel like this is going to be a line that we're going to see pretty much the entire season. So they need a snappy name. Did you come up with anything? I, you know what? Usually I'm a, <laughs> I'm an ideas man, and I have like the letter D keeps popping into my head. But I don't know why, because there's no... There's only D- really Dylan Dubé, and then it's N-, N and K, and it's A and M. Like, I, I've been trying to come up with some sort of an alliteration or um, yeah. an acronym that might work, but I'm, I'm, I'm racking my brain. I'm having some trouble here, guys, so some help would yeah. be greatly appreciated. Producer Patrick, do you have anything? Yeah, this was a tough one for me, too. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, my... There's not, there's no like, there's no alliteration here. Like, you know, if Kadri was a C, you could go like the Run DMC line, but it's Run uh, DMK. I don't know. Like, I was gonna do Kadri and the kids, but Dubé and Manjapani are in their mid twenties. Thank. They're not kids, so that doesn't work. Like, I guess in comparison to Kadri, who's like, you know, thirty one. There's like five years difference there, but they're they're like it's like Kadri and his contemporaries. And that's like me calling Alex tongue. Brody a kid right now next to me. Yeah, it's well, he, borderline offensive. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, he is, though. Like, he's, he's, border, he's, he's young. just yeah, past he's childhood, young. which is fine. <laughs> Alex does a great job on our show. But and I'm excited for Brody on the beat. But. Uh, keep him rolling in. Ooh, ooh, uh, keep him rolling one. in. Uh, 960, 960 in the text, text uh, line. They're, they're rolling in now. Like, uh, what about um, I've seen uh, the DNA line? Dubé, no, Dylan, yeah, 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 that's, yeah, that's, that's there, yeah, but that exists. I, oh, that, the <laughs> that DNA is. and I left their <laughs> mark on that game last night. Yeah, I like, like, I don't that know, one. That yeah, one, I don't know if DNA is one like. kind of made my skin crawl, actually. Yeah, that exactly. Made un- <laughs> that made me uncomfortable, It George. sounds like a crime scene. Yeah. DNA way- left their mark at the dome last night. Mm. What? Yeah, I don't know if that one worked. This is a tough one. But they're they're far and away been the best line for the Flames this season. Yeah, as you as you said, probably not going to get split up. I would I would see them playing together for a long time, like that. That it's why would you break them up? That's what, they're too dynamic right now. We keep going back to the conversation about like is Tyler Toffoli going to be a fit on the top line? I'm like, well, right now he's the option. He's the guy that you get. Yeah. Uh, because I'm not changing anything with that second unit. It's still in Dubé. It's Nazem Kadri. It's Andrew, Manjip- Andrew Manjapani. And they've done a really good job. The way that they play together, they all skate hard. They all like to be aggressive on the forecheck. They all like to skate with speed through the neutral zone and create transition plays that way. Like that little breakaway that Manjapani got sent on, realizes he's getting caught and he feeds Dubé in the first period behind him and, and created another good shooting opportunity there. Like it really just feels like. A, Manjapani and Dubé have taken a big step confidence-wise, um, perhaps in their preparation in the offseason as well. And they're here, and, and they're rolling, and, and Kadri has just kind of found a nice little hole in the middle there. Uh, the texts are just flying in right oh, now. Oh, really? 960, 960 with ideas. Good. The best ones are going to win Flame Sabres tickets for tomorrow night. When are, what, when's our deadline? When's our cutoff? We're going we're gonna to give that away in the 730 segment okay. of the show. Because we're also going to open Set up your the alarm. phone lines. Uh, if you call in and you have a really good one, you're more likely to win. But if something is really incredible on the text line mm-hmm. and you put your name and location, you can't win unless you put your name and location in. Because we, we have to say, hey, you know, Steve in Calgary just won Flames tickets. We have to say who wins the tickets. 
So keep them rolling in 960-960, and we'll take your phone calls at 730. It's a tough one. Like, this is... It's been a fantastic line, but we, we need to get a snappy name for this line. And then maybe it'll catch on in this entire city. Because mm-hmm. if we name it, if a listener names, how cool will that be? You text into our show. You're the ones who named the line. We start referring it to that line with your snappy nickname. And all of a sudden it catches fire in this city and everybody's calling that line. And you can say, what, you're, you're drinking beers with your buddies? You're like, I named that line. Oh, you're like, yeah. no, you didn't, you idiot. No, I did. For real. Remember I went to the Sabre Slams game? That's why. You probably get recognized out on the streets. People be, be buying you drinks. Yeah. Can't go into a bar without signing autographs and shaking hands and kissing some babies. Well, I don't know why babies in the bar, but you know how it works. Tough way to be. Uh, they're, they're flying in. Uh, 960, 960, <laughs> name and location. Um, last night's game, uh, Flames win 3-2 to two and really woke up after being down 2 nothing to the Golden Knights. And they just took over and, and dominated. And... Vegas is starting the fourth line to start the game. Like, set the tone. Like, it's so, like, come on. Like, I, I, I was like, I, oh, okay. You're very, you're feeling good about they, this fourth line, but this no, but is that's a, what they this, do. Like, that's their move. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous and whatever. Calgary's fourth line was a problem last night for Vegas. Even even Lucic looks sort of fast last night, although he was super physical. Uh, they were getting into the kitchen of the Golden Knights. Uh, the third line was great last night, too. I thought Coleman had a really nice game. I thought that Backlund was most... scores the winner there late yeah. in the third period. Well-deserved. That line was incredible all night. The power play was clicking. Um, they got lucky on the goal. Uh, some of the passes, my God, to <laughs> Huberto was making. My good Lord, uh, in the second period, some of the passes he made were just ridiculous that he was doing out there. And it's something Daryl Sutter's talked about. Uh, he's the greatest passer they've ever seen for the Flames, which is probably right. The guy's the NHL record for the most assists by left winger, so that's not really going out on the limb here. Yeah. But get ready. Get your stick on the ice because it's coming, and it's coming like right there when you don't even expect it. And his vision is just incredible, and they just dominated that game after being down 2 nothing last night. Full marks for the victory. Vegas was just outplayed. And by the way, have you guys seen – did Jack Eichel make the flight to Calgary? Was he a healthy scratch last night? <laughs> like, did you guys notice? Ja- was Jack Eichel even on the ice last night? There was two shifts in the third where I thought he was dangerous. There was the one wicked pass that went entirely across the offensive zone, and there was one hard shot that went high and wide. And apart from that, it was crickets for number nine. And also didn't look very good on, uh, I believe it was one of the goals right at the goal mouth. He had a lot of trouble on. I believe it's the third one actually that he had a lot of trouble on. He was just kind of puck watching a little bit. So, yeah, um, not a great night for number nine for Vegas. That's for sure. No, I didn't even. I I was I was shocked um, how invisible he was. I'm yep. sure Gary Lawless thought he had a great game last night, but uh, Nazem Kadri was completely. Uh, sorry, not Nazem Kadri. Uh, Jack Eichel was completely invisible last night. I just it, it was shocking how I, I thought he was going to be a problem for the Flames wasn't at all and they did a great job of just neutralizing him and Calgary speed again Vegas had had issues with it they they couldn't deal with it um just the depth of the flames is shining through in all of these games especially down the middle and in in all four lines um they're just they're a problem right now for these teams and is the only thing lacking maybe another you know top 6 winger maybe but when you just look at the depth the flames are throwing at Teams that are contenders in the Western Conference. It's not like they kicked off the season playing against, you know, the Jets. Arizona, Chicago. Arizona, Chi- yeah, no. Philadelphia. No, they've beaten the Oilers, the Avs, and the, the Golden Canucks. Knights. Three teams. Well, we'll talk about the Canucks soon. But um, it's not like they're built beating these terrible, awful. They're dominating these teams. Like, outside of that 2 nothing lead, it was all flames last night. Well, and, and if Markstrom doesn't allow one of the worst goals I've seen in, in quite some time going back to last year's postseason, then all of a sudden we're probably having a little bit of a different conversation about this game even then because this is a game where I did feel like the Flames were the better team in the first period. They outshot their opposition. The Cadre line was creating chances, but Logan Thompson was just outstanding. And you have one mistake on the Howden goal. Well, a couple of mistakes all amalgamate in a bad goal. And you have the first goal that Jacob Markstrom just can't let in. Then the second period, 
the wheels just come off for Vegas. It's penalty after penalty after penalty. And when you're going into that, like guys like Phil Kessel played like two minutes in that entire period. He's supposed to be your top line winger alongside Jack Eichel. Jack Eichel played two minutes of penalty kill time in the second period. He's not much of a PK guy for them. That seemed like almost ne- out of necessity as they got later in the frame. Like as soon as they were getting out of the box, it was another guy right in. Like when was the last time you saw six penalties on one team and they were all minors called individually? It just it 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 was strange. And the Flames took advantage, and then they took advantage in the third period. So that was kind of the story of the game for me. That's one thing that good teams do is obviously uh, using their speed and their physicality to draw penalties. And sure. like you said, maybe out of one of those penalties was maybe a soft call. Other than that, everything was 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 the right call by the refs. Well, like, you had the Coleman roughing. That one was that was the right call. Toffoli was tripped by Martinez. That's an obvious one. The Carrier headshot on Rooney. That's an obvious one. Then there was the the kind of little trip on Brett Ritchie where he kind of just falls over. And then, yeah, it was uh, another trip. Or there was the bad hit on Brett Ritchie, which was just like, William Carlson, what are you doing there? Yeah. You don't need to hit Brett Ritchie into no. the boards like that. Like, right. what are you doing? And then the last one was uh, another one where Ritchie went down in the middle. Like, drew three penalties in that frame. And and, and they were all well-deserved. Uh, the only thing I didn't like, the, the two soft hooking penalties by Lucic and Toffoli. Those are just lazy penalties. They weren't good penalties. I, I, know, I didn't like I know the Zadorov one either. I know Lucic was really mad about it, but come on, you can't put your stick in the hands. They'll call that every time now. It's I know it's as soft as butter in the hot sun, and I totally understand that, but those are just lazy penalties. But I thought that line after that penalty, they, they really bounced back, mm-hmm. and, and they were great, like just from top to bottom. Uh, even even the, the disallowed goal, because I know a lot of people were still upset. Again, I thought it was the right call. Like, I know uh, even on the post-game show, it was like, I can't believe that wasn't a goal. Like, he, Thompson, he couldn't get over to make the save because Kadri was lying in the crease. That's why the goal was disallowed. Yeah. And yeah, like, was he pushed in a little bit? Of course he was pushed in a little bit, but he wasn't making an effort to get out of the way. That's the that's the main thing here because they'll call that because he can't get over to try to make the save. Mm-hmm. That's why the goal gets disallowed. And Daryl Sutter, again, not really mad about the call. He was just mad about the amount of time it took to actually challenge the play, which is ridiculous. And they need to clean that up in the NHL because why are you waiting? Like, it's just like everyone's waiting around. If it's going to get challenged, the refs are skating around, lollygagging, lollygagging a little bit. You don't have to give video teams time to look over it. Like, it should be a hard cut. Like, as soon as that puck's in the net, it should be 30, 45 seconds max. That puck's got to be down. Yeah. Like, pitch clock. While the other stuff. team is celebrating, that's when you should be looking at clock it. Clock is still going. Yeah, that's fine. That's, yeah. As soon as that puck is in the net, you should be getting ready for that next faceoff. And I understand Daryl Sutter's frustration there, I guess. Um, it, it is frustrating watching that uh, review process because it just took... Well, forever and, and it's then, like yep and then it's no goal and you're like okay and then the high stick was the same thing with Lindholm yeah where it was like okay now now we're doing another review but that was from Toronto that, so one's that was from different. Toronto and that one took a little while as well it was an own goal the game down to call that an own goal in soccer yeah because when you ever see a guy Alec Martinez bunts it into his own net like when do you ever see like a couple things you you'll, you'll never see in a game that play the mm. Lindholm power play goal where it gets bunted into his own net by Alec Martinez right in the air. And I love and then that a guy drawing three penalties in a period. Like, yeah. you will not see that in a hockey game. I, a fourth-line guy, at no less, who plays about seven to ten minutes a game. Right. So there's that. But I love the Pietrangelo reaching up to try and knock the puck out, and then before he can get his hand on it, McNabb knocks it in with his stick. Oops. Uh, we got lots more on the Flames straight ahead. Uh, in the Rose Report. As I mentioned, um, busy, busy show. Sam Cosentino, Sportsnet NHL columnist and draft expert, will join us at 8 o'clock. Mike Shope, radio host on Shope and the Bulldog of WGR 550 in Buffalo. We'll talk some Sabres with him. we got to mix in a little bit of Buffalo Bills, too. Just a little bit. Just a smidge. They're on a bye week. Mm. So uh, he ha- they have lots of time to dissect what the Buffalo Bills have been doing. I'm just going to ask him as a radio host, too. Like, How much do you dread the bye week? Because then it's the same storyline <laughs> for like nine or ten days before the team actually plays again. But uh, I guess they can uh, revel in the greatness that is the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo, especially with that big win over the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, the text line is just exploding right now. We we want a name for the Dubé-Cadre-Majapani line. 
960-960, name and location. The best name is going to win the tickets. You have to put your name and location on your text to be eligible to win. But if you call in at 7.30, chances are you got a bit of a better shot at winning the ticket. Um, don't know if you saw what transpired elsewhere around the NHL last night, hmm. but a specific team yeah. to the west of us. Hmm, not many of those. Um, blew another two-goal lead. Hmm. Really? And a, a player who used to play here was a big part of that uh, comeback for uh, that inconsequential franchise in Columbus. Oh, but whatever. Hmm. Vancouver That's lost nice. again last night and blew a lead. And uh, we, we had the debut um, yesterday of Melancholy Malcolm. Yeah. And w- it's something we don't want to do all the time. Because no. You can't kill a segment right away. You can't like beat it to death. Otherwise, people don't get excited about Melancholy Malcolm. But he, in his robot voice, his beautiful English robot voice, sent me a text last night. He's like, George, I have to... There's too much misery in Canucks Nation right now. Mm. And, if, and, if, and if you didn't catch it yesterday, if you're new to the show, uh, Melancholy Malcolm is our uh, text-reading robot from the UK. Yes. And what he likes to do is uh, read uh, fan tweets. He's a bit of a masochist. Yeah, yeah, he is. He definitely is. He, he revels in the, um, in the misery of other fan bases. Uh, yesterday, we, we did the Leafs because uh, they lost to Arizona. Yeah. Uh, and we did the Oilers uh, on Saturday night because of the Jack Campbell fiasco, how he couldn't stop a beach ball against the Flames. So this the Canucks... defense is atrocious. All the, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> he is atrocious. Uh, so, again, last night the Canucks blew a, a, a two-goal lead, and Malcolm's like, can I please get on the show again? I go, okay, but we're not going to have you on for a while because we don't want to use you too much, but... Here he is, Melancholy Malcolm, last oh. night following uh, uh, Canucks' another blown two-goal oh, lead and a loss too bad. to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Oh, Malcolm. The Kuzmenko signing will turn out to be a very good move, but outside of that, yikes. The Canucks have no leadership. Horvat might be the league's worst captain. Oh, I don't know about Don't that. worry, Canucks fans. You guys will have a good month at some point and fuck up your chances at a good prospect <laughs> and then miss the playoffs by a few points. <laughs> yep, the Canucks are the reason why I started to pay attention to other sports, like MMA. <laughs> Friendly reminder that the winless hashtag Canucks are only one point behind the hashtag Oilers in the standings. <laughs> Love this. I don't think I've ever hated a Canucks team more than this one. <laughs> the Canucks are actually f***ing out of shape. It's insane. Hmm. Hmm. Bo is just a slightly more skilled Brandon Sutter. <laughs> what? That's... Hashtag Canucks could go 0-81 and 1 for this season, and be dead last in the league, and still not get the first pick because it is Vancouver, and nothing goes our way. Yeah, hmm. Gonna dress up as a two-goal lead for Halloween. <laughs> I like that Bo, Bo Horvat is just a slightly more skilled Brandon Sutter. Wow, they've really soured on Bo yeah. Horvat. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know. There's a lot of anger. Uh, thank I you, like Melancholy. I like Bo Horvat quite a bit. Uh, Malcolm. That's too bad. He does great work. He just likes to troll the internet and uh, find... Do you know what I was thinking? We should try and um, maybe put some handles in here because I like the handles. They're funny. They're like, okay, Canuck boy for life. Some of them are tough. Yeah, like Malcolm has a difficult time reading the handles. <laughs> but uh, I think I think that's something we'll ask Malcolm to do. Throw the Twitter handle. Like every once in a while, if it's a goofy one. Yeah. yeah. I, I just think we should accredit. Like Canucks for life sixty nine. Yeah, something, something like, that. like that. Yeah. Um, they're uh, they're a super passionate fan base. Um, but uh, there were some uh, tweets that Malcolm saw last night about the ownership that were very offside that I, I Malcolm contemplated playing them, but then he was like, maybe Malcolm will get sued by the Canucks <laughs> if we actually play some of these tweets. So I, w- Malcolm decided not to play them. So Malcolm but kept a lot those of, to himself, yeah, yeah. Not a lot of fans of the Aquilinis uh, in, in Vancouver hmm. uh, right now Strange. today uh, where the direction of the franchise is going. And that's something we've talked about on this show. You want to talk about NHL purgatory? The Vancouver Canucks are the perfect example of a team that they're never going to win a Stanley Cup. 
They're never going to be bad enough to bottom out and be in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. Well, and well, no, they won't because oh. they're they're going to start to play well eventually. Well, what do you mean? Well, well, we'll see. They're all in four. Yeah, they're in a soft division with all due respect to the Flames and Oilers. Fair enough. But they're in a soft division. They're not going to be as terrible as the Blackhawks or the Coyotes. Or the Sharks. Yeah, there's there's worse teams in this division, let alone them. And that that's just what they are. They're just going to be in NHL purgatory. It's the worst place to be. Cause, and, and the thing is about the Canucks, everyone keeps talking about that run they had in the bubble. Like, the bubble was a one-off, never going to happen again. Hopefully, never going to happen again. Enough with the bubble. Like, people even were saying, oh, well, the Lightning Championship wasn't real because it was in the bubble. And then they had to go and win again. So you're like, okay, all right, we'll, we'll count this one. <laughs> but the, like, enough with the bubble, Canucks fans. Yeah, we know. You were great in the bubble. Look what the Habs did. They beat the, the Penguins in the bubble. And all of a sudden, oh, and then got to the Stanley Cup final, which was incredible. But still. And, like, then, and then what? Yeah, yeah right? and then they like, got, oh, okay, but still, they got to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, Ask Flames fans sweet. if they would love to get to the Stanley Cup final. Mm-hmm. And then get the number one overall pick the next year which is pretty good. But um, enough of the bubble, Canucks fans, just being completely in NHL purgatory. And how much joy are, are Calgary Flames wake, fans waking up to this morning? Not only is your team 3-0, Vancouver Bulls, another two-goal lead. Yep. And the Oilers lost to the Sabres. And time. frankly, you beat the Golden Knights, who are quickly becoming another very much disliked team in this division. Yeah. So, bingo across the board. Three check marks. I think a lot of fans, fans are waking up and... Um, can't wait to fire off a few texts in a group chat or something along those lines just to check in on their fellow Western Canadian hockey fans. Yeah, uh, tough times uh, right now in the city of Vancouver. All right, straight ahead, the Rose Report. Uh, Manny's going to have you uh, covered all over the Flames game last night. 3-2 win of the Golden Knights. Improved to 3-0 on the season. Kick off that eight-game homestand in style. We're still taking your text. The, the text line is just exploding right now. 960, 960, your chance to win Flames tickets. You can also call in later on at 730. If you call in, you got a better chance of winning Flames and Sabres tickets for tomorrow night. But you got to have your name and location to win these tickets. We want to hear, how would you name the Kadri, Dubé, and Majapani line? 960, 960, name and location. The best one's going to win Flames and Sabres tickets for tomorrow night. I've been very impressed because we've given away two sets and with my binoculars. I've spotted our winners. Look at you. I like how you check in to make sure they show up to the games, too. I got to. Yeah, I like that. We keep everyone honest around here, I George. I love it. I love it. Uh, I love that the text line is blowing up. Keep them coming. 960-960. Name and location. The Rose Report is next. It's the big show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960. The fan. You're listening to the big show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames. Sportsnet 960. The fan. It's the big show. Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. At the top of the hour, Dave Dickinson, Calgary Stampeders head coach. I can't believe it's week 20 of the CFL. And it's I, here, brother. I, it just makes me snicker a little because it's week 20. Yeah. 20 week in the season. Good Lord. Three buys. Yeah, not one, not two, three. Like, can we please just get a team in Eastern Canada please? so we can level out the league? I agree. So we can have a balanced schedule. That's all I want. Like, oh, like, like, hurry up. Put a team out there. You don't even have to build a new stadium. Just go throw it over. They have the Atlantic games. People will go watch. They'd love it there. Come on, All right, Randy. I'll stop. I'll stop. Uh, 7.30, your, fl- uh, your chance to win Flames and Sabres tickets. Yeah, no, but yeah, I, listen, I would. Uh, tomorrow night. Randy Ambrosi, when he joined us, we asked him if he wanted to race the world's fastest cow. and. Uh... Yeah, no, but yeah, I, listen, I would. <laughs> Avoided it. Oh, okay. Um, Randy Ambrosi does a great job of running the Canadian Football League. Mm. Your chance to win Flames tickets at 7.30. Uh, if you call in, you're, you're more likely to win if you call in, but the text line is popping this morning. 960-960, name and location. We want a snappy nickname for the Dubé Kadri Majapani line. Snappy's important. Yeah, and you have to attach your name and location to the text to be eligible to win. So keep them rolling in. Producer Patrick is feverishly vetting texts as we speak. A lot, of, a lot of them have the same idea, too, which is crazy. 
Is it good? Is it? A good are idea? they good ideas? Well, or I, they're just like you know, some of them getting like. Oh no! It's our, our a lot of minds are Pat- working the same. Patrick, mm. Patrick, ah. you know we like to splash around in the pool of truth. Yeah, are a lot of them no good? They could be better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what you're saying is you're telling our listeners to try harder. Step your game up. But mind you, guys, these my, are tickets. These are big tickets. But, get but better. But again, teams looking to go four zero. People who live in glass houses shouldn't throw rocks. We haven't come up with a nickname e- ourselves, so at least uh, they're trying. They are trying. They're doing. A, there's some good ones. There's some good ones. There's some. So I might have to lazy attempts, and there's some good ones. I might have to call an, an audible in Omaha. Hmm? We might have to put a poll question up on like the four best nicknames, and then our listeners would vote on that poll, and then that person I, would win the tickets. I like that. More fan engagement. Patrick, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple three He's like, here that are right if he disagrees. Work for be like, no, nah, yeah. I don't think that's a good idea. Let's just give it away <laughs> at seven thirty, then we're done with it. Hey, there's like four people with the with like with cat with Catman. Don't don't you do? Sorry. No, okay, no spoiling. Catman do is the one that's been out there, and I think that's very good. I like Catman do. Catman do, isn't it? Yeah, it's Catman do. That's in country. Manjapani. Yeah, Dube. yeah, that's yeah, pretty good. Yeah. It's. I Cadmandu's like it. pretty good. I like the it. Cadmandu line, that's pretty good. There's a lot that are worse. I'll tell you that for uh, free. We got a text about forcing a nickname. Mm-hmm. Like, well, if the fans don't give the the, the team, an, what do you want the the players to do it? They ain't like, no, themselves. you don't want that. Hockey players have the least creative nicknames. They just put a Y on everything. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, no, we <laughs> want some creativity. Oh, well, we call what it the Manji Doobie Condi line. Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> oh, that's great. great. Doobie's job, doing really great. good today. You can't force a nickname. I want to be referred to as T Bone, like in Seinfeld. <laughs> hey, T Bone. <laughs> the rest of the time, I'm T Bone now. The Big Show with Rose and T Bone. Oh, that- <laughs> All right, <laughs> force it. All right, we got to get to the Rose Report. Keep those texts rolling in 960, 960. Name and location. You can't win unless you put your name and location. Them's the rules. Um, the Rose Report, hold on, is brought to you by MotorWorks. Exceeding all expectations, BMW repairs and service in a state-of-the-art facility where they'll meet and beat all competitors' quotes on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Well, fellas, lots to get to in the morning report today. The Flames took on the Golden Knights. W's. That's when I'm impressed. The Canucks made some league history. Two words for you. Game over. The Oilers had some trouble with homegrown opposition goaltenders, and we also had some MLB playoff action. Padres on the loose. Let's go, Goose. That's what's in. Did you see that video yesterday? No, I'm glad I didn't. Oh, it was. Well, I'm going to share it with you later, so stay tuned. Flames and Golden Knights at the Dome on Tuesday. Both teams undefeated going into the contest. The last two undefeated teams in the Pacific. Both went with the same lineups from their respective previous games, except for the goaltenders, Jacob Markstrom for Calgary and Calgary product. Logan Thompson going for the Golden Knights. Lots of questions about the Knights netminding. Going into the season with the Robin Leonard injury, but it was actually the Flames netminder with a questionable goal to start the game. In the middle of the ice, carry with a shot, scores. Oof. William Carrier with a shot that seemed to fool Jacob Markstrom. The puck went right through him, and the Golden Knights, on a soft one, take a one to nothing lead. We, we should clip Derek saying oof. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> That should be a drop. <laughs> oof. Yeah, that was oof. That thing had an odor to it. That was... Yeah, it was rank. Okay, so I thought about this last night when 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 that puck went in. Mm. And I'm sure our listeners said, I could have stopped that. Yeah. How many, no, you, no, you couldn't have. <laughs> stop. No, There's like, no. No, you couldn't have. Like, a lot of people say, I could even stop that. No, you couldn't have. Like, it, <laughs> like, it's still a hard wrist shot. It's just he... Knocked it down with his glove and it and it got past. Yeah, yeah he it was made a an soup- oopsie. Yeah, he did. Like at the NHL level, that's an extremely butter in the hot sun soft goal. I get it. But for people to say I could have stopped that, no, no, you couldn't. Probably not. No. Uh, despite the goal, I did like how the Flames had played for most of the first period. Manjapani and Dubé had a nice chance at a partial break to Foley. Absolutely robbed Ooh. by Logan Thompson on a doorstep feed coming out of the first commercial break. A save, I don't know, if a left-handed glove goaltender makes. 
And that's when I was like, this is weird that the Flames have played two goalies with right-hand gloves in their first three games. Yeah, it's it's tough to get your blocker up that high. Get the heavy save. twig. Yeah. And you go on side to side? Yeah, no. So that's probably in the back of the net if it's a normal goaltender. Right away, that has to be top five save candidate of the year. Right <laughs> now, it's save of the year right now. And we're four days in? Yeah. To the season? And it felt like uh, Toffoli was a little snake bit last night. He had that, and then he had the one on the power play that he shot into the rafters before he eventually buried on the power play right. later. So, yes, I would certainly agree with you there. Uh, a high-sticking penalty to Michael Stone successfully killed off in the first, but just a little while after that, Vegas would extend their lead. Here's Stone. Mark on Michael. Left point. McNabb with a shot. Scores! Braden McNabb with a knuckle puck from the left point that finds its way past Jacob Markstrom. I don't know. I saw a lot of people pointing fingers for this goal. I thought there was several errors that mm. were not very good. Toffoli gets caught down low, which allows the point shot and the defenseman to get to the middle. Elias Lindholm does not do a good job of boxing out Howden in front of the net so he can get that tough deflection. And you probably want to save there, too. It's a tough stop. That but was a tough... No, that was... That, that's, if that's, it, that's the very last place I would go. To me, the biggest yeah. one was Lindholm is in Howden's hip pocket. You can't yeah. let him get to the front of the net with the stick because if if Markstrom sees that shot from McNabb, that's swallowed up. That's a face-off, and right. you, you're off the ice, and you change, move on. Yeah, for for a second there, I thought it, w it went straight in, and I'm like, woof. And oh, I was that's like, another. That's another. No, and then you see on the replay was deflected in. Um, and by the way, shout out to our uh, own uh, Peter Labardius, who I thought did a fantastic job last night. Amazing. As the uh, color analyst last night on the broadcast. Great job by our man Lou here from Sports at 960. But yeah, uh, deflected in. And uh, that goal was a blessing for the Flames. Woke him up. Yeah. After that mean. goal went in, it was all Flames the rest of the game. This is downright silly. They were great after that. Yeah. They were down 2 nothing. Yeah. They went into the intermission. It was it was a reversal from what we've seen the last couple games. Blockbuster starts, bad period, hold on to the win. This is eh, not a good start, then dominate the rest of the way. And it certainly helped that Vegas had just an endless parade to the penalty box as well. Zach Whitecloud goes off for roughing, then Martinez trips to Foley, but they don't score. They look to score, but the goal was called off for goalie interference. Near the midway point, Carrier would take an interference penalty on Kevin Rooney. That would lead to Calgary's first tally. Back to the blue line, Anderson. Taps the puck back to Kadri. Moves it in tight. Huberto to Lindholm with a one-timer. Bouncing puck. They score! The Flames finally get some puck luck. The puck bounces up into the air. Drops over the back of Logan Thompson. Right into the Golden Knights net. The Flames score a power play goal and make it 2-1. Elias Lindholm, really good on the draws there, helping out the Flames. Runs a set play with Huberdeau and Kadri, and the bouncing puck lands in the net to give the Calgary Flames a little bit of hope. The Knights certainly helped with that resuscitation as well. Eichel turned the puck over to the Flames' fourth line, created some pressure, led to a tripping penalty on Brett Ritchie, and yet another power play opportunity. Leaves it far half boards for Huberdeau. Back it up to the blue line to Anderson. Anderson winds and fires a shot. Stop, rebound to Foley. Scores! Tyler to Foley. Backhand to forehand. Buries it. And another power play goal ties this game at two. Vegas started to look all out of sorts when they were on the kill. It was all right. When the first unit was out there, they were having some trouble. And then when it was even strength, it was turnovers and it was sloppy play. Like you mentioned earlier, the Flames just kept coming in waves. And throughout the whole second period, it was penalties. And then it was head underwater at five on five. And the Flames tied the game up as they headed to the third. Yeah, the, the forecheck of the Flames last night was just too much for Vegas. And it, it's something I just keep hammering home. The depth of this team up front. It's a lot to handle when you can throw out a third and fourth line that are difference makers out on the ice against teams that are so cap strung. They got to kind of just field a, 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 a worse bottom six. And we've seen that against the Oilers. We've seen it against the Avalanche. And we saw last night against the Golden Knights. They had no answer for Calgary's third and fourth lines. And the other thing, too, is when you get into those periods with all the penalties, the Flames were able to roll out their fourth line because of how they're playing. But the fourth liners for Vegas aren't necessarily killing. 
They're not getting out there because now you're trying to bump things up. You're trying to get your top guys who don't kill out on the ice. So, yeah, it was a wash. The Flames' bottom six was much better than Vegas's. In the third, it was the Flames taking a couple of penalties, but Jacob Markstrom in the PK unit, very strong, holding the door, allowing for some late theatrics. The puck from Petrangelo does. It slides it right below Tanev to Weaker with a shot, and he fires it over top of Thompson's net. Rebound. Backlund scores! Michael Backlund jams the puck past Logan Thompson. The Flames have scored three unanswered goals and have battled back to take a 3-2 lead. That would be it. 3-2, to two, your final score. Michael Backlund gets the game winner. Thought the team had some strong minutes from all four lines. All three pairs were pretty good. Daryl Sutter really impressed by the fourth line when asked about them after the game and, and how they helped with the power play. Yeah, they shouldn't have assists on power play goals. They shouldn't have some guys assists because they carried the guys that were on the power play for the first half of the game. Should have given some assist to those guys for drawing the penalties. When do you ever see a guy draw three penalties in one period? When do you see a fourth line draw four penalties in one period? Like, and and they were all warranted. Okay, maybe one was a little soft. But, maybe one. But but again, Vegas was running around so much in their own end, they had to take some of these penalties to take away some potential scoring chances for the Flames. Full marks to that forecheck, how much pressure they were putting on the puck. Vegas just had no answer. And we talked about it at the beginning. Where was Jack Eichel? Did 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 he play last night? Like on a I milk carton. Like Mark Stone was pretty invisible too last night. Although he got a star. I like I. Hmm. He's one of the three. I I thought he was okay. Had a couple assists. Great. But Jack Eichel was absolutely invisible last night until you heard his name in the third. Oh yeah, Jack Eichel's playing. Yeah. Like, Agreed. Did Phil Kessel play last night too? Barely. He was pretty invisible. Yeah. <laughs> Not great. Not great for Vegas. But, hey, back to the drawing board for them. Um, Logan Thompson was once again outstanding. The goalie, not necessarily a question to start the season for the Golden Knights. Check in with some other action from around the league as the Flames are going to host the Sabres on Thursday. We're giving away tickets coming up in the next hour. The Sabres were taking on one of the other Canadian teams in action, the Oilers, hosting the Flames' next opponent uh, up the road. Oilers' power play has been great. Their starts have not been. They escaped the first tied at one but couldn't get any power play help. They did get a highlight real goal in this game, although not from who you might expect. Across to Thompson, into the Oilers zone, pulls to the middle, gets it to the back end, forehand scores! Tage Thompson with a nifty move to take it to the front of the Oiler net and give the Sabres a 2-1 lead. Big money deal for the 6-6 centerman in the offseason. He scores a beautiful goal. That made it a 2-1 lead for the Sabres. They win a 4-2 up the road. Eric Comrie stopped 46 of 48 shots. The Edmonton native handing it to his hometown team. Uh, what about the hit, though, in that game? Yeah, Ilya Labushkin hit Jay, oh uh, hit Dylan Woodcroft. Big he, hit in the neutral zone. He hit him the next pass week. by Warren Fogle. Um, Jay Woodcroft, no update after the game. Left, did not return. Uh, again, it, it's you don't want to see guys get hurt. Nope. But, man, that was a clean hit, and he absolutely destroyed him. You know what they called Labushkin in Toronto? What'd they call him? Top pair Russian bear. <laughs> hmm. Okay. That's how thin the blue line was. We're like, oh, Labu-. I'm like, are you, have you have you seen him play? Like, he's like, not a top pair. He just kind of beats people up. Yeah, it's kind of his thing. Yeah, he's not very good with the puck, mm. but he's physical and a little slow. But a top pair Russian bear. That was his nickname in Toronto. That, and then they just let him walk because they didn't want to sign him. A humongous hit. Oh my god! And then Fogel dropped the gloves immediately because Fogel felt bad. Yeah, and then the he took the two minor, minor. Yeah, yeah, had to be Fogs. Uh, Canucks trying to avoid becoming part of history. They had blown multi-goal leads in their first three games. First team in franchise history to ever do so. They were trying to not become the first ever 0-4 team in franchise history. They had a two-goal lead. That is not a recipe for success if you're the Canucks. Voracek gets the puck and he nudges it ahead to Chinikov. Going up the ice with Gabrikov. Chinikov passes it across. Gabrikov scores! And I got two! Bob McElligot on the Jackets Radio Network with the call there. Gavrikov with the overtime winner. Gaudreau tied the game late at three as the Jackets get their first win of the season. The Canucks are 0-4. Oof. Jinx. 
do you think there's a chance uh, again they, that we they see can't... Connor Bedard and Connor McDavid both playing in Western Canada next year? No chance. They're not going to be that bad. I know they're I'm not. Just, I'm they're... just poking the bear. I, I know you. You definitely should. But the, again, they're not going to be that bad. But they're not a threat. Nope. Like, thank goodness Vancouver plays in this division. Like, sure, give me the Canucks. They're soft. Um, their defense is this bad. Yeah. Their blue line is bad. Not good. Like a lot of holes. A lot of holes. Like Tyler Myers is he's cooked. Oliver Ekman Larson is cooked. Their blue line is terrible. And we again saw it last night. You can't hold a lead. And poor Gabby, Bruce Boudreaux, his face was even more red than it usually is. Oh man, uh, I watched that press conference. He's a beaten a- down man. It's four games in and he's a beaten down individual. I wanted a fun drop and I just could not pull anything from that scrum. It 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 was hard. Uh, Connor Garland was a scratch for this game, by the way. Yeah. A, a coach's decision. Four and a half million just sitting in the press box because it's Connor Garland's fault. Oof. Uh, fourth and final Canadian team in action. Senators and the Bruins. This one tied at three until the Senators went off. Pinto shoots. Scores! Pinto restores the lead. Now back of the net. Comes up front here. Stutzla scores! Stutzla <laughs> makes it a two-goal lead. Given away, back in front again, Kaslik scores! Shane Pinto, Tim Stutzla, and former Hitman captain Mark Kaslik with the game winner as the Ottawa Senators beat the Boston Bruins 7-5. I, I, I watched a lot of this game last night. Yes, yeah. I hit the Bruins. Um, <laughs> but uh, taking Ottawa, the over. Uh, Ottawa is uh, what we... You are who we thought they were, in the words of uh, the late great uh, Dennis Green. Um, they're going to score a lot of goals, and they're also going to let, let in a lot of goals. And last night was a shining example of that. They're so dangerous uh, offensively. Brady Kachuk was a beast last night, again, for the Senators uh, in, in what I watched. Drake Batherson was great. Tim Stutzla was great. Uh, Claude Giroux was creating there. That, that's what the Senators are going to be. High-scoring team, but, man, can they not keep the puck out of their own net. We also saw the Devils beat the Ducks 4-2. The Flyers beat the Lightning 3-2. Flyers remain undefeated. Look out. Torts for the uh, early Jack Adams. Carter Hart for the Vesna. He's got a 943 save percentage through three games. Excuse me. Torts factor. Philly 3-0. Well, the Bolts are 1-3. The Sharks are 0-5. They lost to the Islanders 5-2. The Kings beat the Predators 3-2. That saw our very first shootout of the year. And just three games on today's slate. We got a 5 o'clock start between the Panthers and the Flyers. Back-to-back games for the Flyers tonight. Jets visit the Avalanche at 6. And the Nightcaps in Seattle with the Kraken hosting the Blues. Just the second game of the season for St. Louis. Well, what a sexy schedule tonight. In the it's league. not. No, it's, it's gross. Really not. It's... Might try and cobble together a parlay, but probably not. So you have a little more. You can watch the Raptors season opener tonight. I know you're all about that in Cleveland. We'll get to that in a moment, but first the baseball, okay. George. Uh, Yankees and Guardians game Stick five. Stick to the script, Russick. Come on, Russick. <laughs> Finally. Gosh darn rain uh, kept pushing this game back off. So uh, no day off now between that Guardians-Yankees series and the series that begins today. Looking at the stats, this series should probably have not have gotten to five games. The Yankees were the better team on paper. They were the better team of the regular season. Mm. But the Guardians are a very plucky team. But in this contest, the Yankees said we're not wasting any time. A drive to right center field. Back near the wall and gone. So much power in that direction for Giancarlo Stanton. He had 31 during the season. This is his second of this series. And the Yankees jump on Savali in the first and take a 3-0 lead. It still still sounds weird. eh? There's a lot of information in that call for Bob Costas. 5-1, 5-1, the final score. The Yankees win. They'll face the Astros today. Poor Canada's Josh Naylor. He was he was oh, he was oh, getting yeah. it from the Yankee faithful they doing were. the whole baby thing. Yeah. Yeah, but he, he he's gonna wear that the rest of his career now. Anywhere he goes and plays and he strikes out or grounds out, people are gonna do the rock and the baby thing. You brought it on yourself, Josh. That's you, too bad. You didn't hit a game winning home run in the World Series, and then people would would like this was the Wild card division series in a game four. He didn't even win the series. You're going to wear that the rest of his career. Jamison Tyon and Justin Verlander. Your matchup today just after 530 is when game one of the ALCS goes. The NLCS began yesterday. And did you see this awful video from Good Morning San Diego? It's the most cringe thing I've ever seen. Is it's that a, a real show? 
It's, uh, yeah, Good Morning San Diego. It's some morning show. Um, they had these fans on, and they were like, we have a song that we want to share and make it the anthem. Billy going down to yellow and brown. That's what's in. <laughs> Padres on the loose. Let's go, goose. That's what's in. Bryce gonna lose, and Manny's gonna cruise. That's what's in. Garbage comes home, and the reigning MVP, Bryce Harper. Lifts one the other way, that sends Profar back. Is it too high, or did he get it? No, he got it off! Home run, Harper! Bryce gonna lose, and Manny's gonna cruise. When those guys... That's what's in. Yeah. When, when those guys wrote that lyric, they must have been like, man, that's gold. Oh, we got him. Bryce going to lose Manny Machado. He's going to yeah. cruise. If you watch got the video, him. it's going to make your skin crawl. Like Eminem would even tip his cap and go, that's how you write a lyric. Yeah. By the way, that dude turned 50 this week. Eminem did? Yeah. Really? He's 50. I refuse Good to morning. believe that as a fact. Good morning. You're one day closer to death. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Uh, He's 50. Anyway, go ahead. Raptors start their season today. Hey, against the Cavs tonight at home. 530. Uh, James Harden already clowned himself yesterday. Oh. He's, yeah, he <laughs> he was showboating a three that he airballed. He was doing a shimmy and then threw up a brick. Or James Harden. Like, he's, he likes to eat too, but that's fine. Mm. Uh, the Sixers are. Who doesn't? Yeah. Um, the Sixers are a team that should be competing in the Eastern Conference. They have one of the best players in the league. But Raps, how many of our listeners are watching the Raps game tonight? Like On, on a scale of one to ten, because I'm going to watch the game tonight. There's no flames. Yeah. The NHL schedules a dog's breakfast tonight. Uh-huh. I'm going to watch the Raps and Cavs tonight, and I will not talk about it tomorrow at all. That's what your feeling is on the Raps and Cavs tonight? You're not interested to see Donovan Mitchell with Cleveland. George, the problem with the Raptors is that the season is on the same time as the NHL, and I just, if I'm going to be into it, I want to be into it, and I can't split my focus. So I usually get into the NBA season when the playoffs roll around. You know there's something called multitasking, right? No, not for me. I have one lane. I have the brain of, like, a rat. Okay. Just 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 one one thing. One focus. Yeah. And frankly, if it if we don't talk about it for like fifteen seconds, it can be like a goldfish. It'll be should should gone. I should I uh, Patty, you get in on this? Yeah. Should I debut um, the twenty four second Raptors recap tomorrow? I don't see why not. Or I recap the entire Raptors game in twenty four seconds. Yes, like a shot clock. You can pencil it in. Yeah, let's do it because not, that's not that pen. that's the amount of time I think we should allot to the Raptors on this radio station to our listeners. 24, and we'll get the text. That's too much time, idiot. <laughs> well, we That's disrespectful. Three hours, about 48 minutes of show in every hour. So yep. you're looking at about two hours and a half, almost just shy. I think we can put away 24 seconds. 24 mm-hmm. seconds on the Raptors. I think we yeah, can do I that. Yeah, I think I'll do that tomorrow. Uh, locally, Stamps back in practice. We'll talk to Dave Dickinson in about five, ten minutes here. And the Hitmen are in action tonight. They visit the Red Deer Rebels at 7. You can listen to that on Sportsnet 960. The fan. And good night and good luck to you, sir. Uh, awesome stuff, Maddie. The Rose Report brought to you by Motorworks, exceeding all expectations, BMW repairs and service, and a state of the art facility where they'll meet and beat all competitors' quotes on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. We're still taking your text 960 960, name and location, your chance to win Flames and Sabres tickets. Give me a nickname for the Dubay Cadre Majapani line. We'll also take your phone calls coming up, but straight ahead, Calgary Stampeders head coach Dave Dickinson. It's the big show. Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.